Welcome to another episode of A Few Cues with Deandra Reviews. I'm Deandra Reviews, and this episode is brought to you by DeandraReviewsAtAll.com, where entertainment is reviewed for the light it gives. I got to interview Almond Milk Honey, a rising R&B singer who sees her own songs as a way to analyze her relationships. For her, music is a way to reflect on why we choose to be loved by a certain person and how we choose to love them back. As she analyzes through her music, she sees that there have been those that have not loved her and there have been times when she has not loved herself. Which explains why our interview literally enters a therapeutic girl talk session where we talk dating and and what it means to truly invest in someone and yourself at the same time. Because that is what a relationship is about. It's about loving someone who loves you and helps you love yourself even more so you can love them even better. Look at that back and forth. For Almond Milk Honey, a person who loves you not only makes you feel better, but makes you grow better. So listen to this interview with Almond Milk Honey to figure out how she came to this conclusion and how her songs have helped her solidify it time and time again. You sing to love and heartbreak. What is your first memory of falling in love and your first memory of heartbreak? Oh my gosh. Oh, this is a hard one. My first memory of falling in love was probably when I was 19. My parents were very religious, so I was in a lot of state until I was 18. I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was 19, and it was really crazy and toxic. The memory of heartbreak that stands out for me is the one that I just recently went through over the summer, which is the one that Henny Heartbreak is written about. Yeah, that one, dumb, but it really kicked me into like creative gear, and it helped me feel really inspired. What do you feel both taught you about yourself in terms of how you are in relationship? Oh my gosh, I feel like I've lived eight lifetimes times from my last heartbreak alone. I've learned a lot of the things that I look for in people and what it says about what I need and what I think I need, which are usually two very different things. I've just learned, honestly, not be scared of going into things no matter what, because you can't really prevent your heart getting broken. And is there anything in particular that that you are a sucker for when it comes to love? Oh my gosh, probably the worst thing, in my opinion, is that I I love other musicians I like <laughs> but they always end up being like the heartbreakers but they're my weak spot is this debut EP just completely embodying the highs and lows of you as a lover yeah it totally is because it's so interesting like to hear you word it like that but it definitely is you have any heartbreak that was written the morning after this guy like broke my heart hours later there's like so much intensity from my that I hope it does translate to the listeners but you know you have Henny Heartbreak which is really sad and then you have Grapefruit which is the phases that I go through where I'm like nah I'm not gonna get attached right now I'm focusing on me and then you have stuff like Give It All To Me which is this side of me that's very passionate and very sensual and just into like the moment the way you talk about love it kind of makes me think that toxic love ages you but real love matures 
you. Oh my gosh, that's like so beautiful. Like definitely what it is. And sometimes it's hard not want that toxic love because I think what we really want when we think about when we crave that sometimes is we just want to feel so intensely. But over time you learn that you can feel that intensely without having to hurt yourself in the process. I mean, I could feel it just in how you talk. When you mentioned the toxic relationship, you even sounded tired by mentioning it. And then, <laughs> But when you yeah. talk about passion and the excitement of love, you sound brighter. Yeah, because there are better things to want for yourself. And it feels a little boring to think about until you start doing those things. And then you're like, wow, this is what I deserve and should have been getting the whole time. Is there a song in the EP that you feel represents what it is to romance you honestly there's a little bit of the attitude in cherry which is like all the money in the cars don't even phase me that is very much so my attitude with love i'm not the type of person that cares about what you have or what you're trying to flaunt i'm very much into figuring out who you are as a person i value authenticity but then there's give it all to me for some reason a lot of people tend to tell me that i seem intimidating to guys i feel like give it all to me is bring that energy don't be scared like <laughs> that's definitely what I like I like when people are just confident and they're not scared I've been told that I'm really strong I think that that's what that's code for and when somebody says oh you're intimidating towards guys it's like code to submit in a way right yeah <laughs> yeah I, I could I could talk about this forever for me personally when I've come more into myself and I've learned my boundaries and what I've will and won't accept in love, I start attracting different people. You're always going to get people to slip through the cracks. But I think just being able to notice who's toxic and what people's motives are right away, it weaves a lot of those people out. So I could see how that energy is intimidating, but you're intimidated by it and you're not someone I would want. All that you've done to make yourself a star, I would imagine that you feel right to decide what you want and what you need. Yeah, I, I totally feel that way. It took a lot of starting from nowhere in my personal, like just growing up in a religious household, I would always get into arguments with my dad about a woman's place and a woman's place in a relationship, which our views were very different. So I kind of always had to start from the place of nowhere to build myself wasn't something that was taught to me to value your boundaries and stick up for yourself and have confidence and things like that. Do you feel like your music and your path to becoming an artist was kind of a rebellion towards that idea? It definitely was. The biggest rebellion it was, though, was for myself because I think more than anything else, I just really wanted to prove to all of my false beliefs in myself that were based in insecurity that I can do it and and I think at the end of the day, when I think about who I'm trying to prove it to, it's really just myself. From how you talk, it's like you always fought it, but I feel like there's always a moment where you're fighting it, but you still like, am I supposed to believe it? Was there a moment when it said, no, I officially know that is not for me? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think grapefruit was very much just testing the waters for myself even when i hear my demos from over the summer the confidence in my voice is so different and the way that i record now and how i sound now which is all in the ep everything in the ep was just recorded like around january 
So the difference is astounding. I can hear it and I can feel it. This project, I notice that this is me coming into myself as an artist. I know you, you studied political science and pre-law. How has that kind of helped you maneuver through the industry and as a creative and even technically as a businesswoman? It's been interesting. It's like, I don't really notice when I'm using those background skills or background knowledge, but I think there are parts of the industry, the music industry, that are very political. It's very much a play your cards right but it's also like kind of it's both it's strategy it's how to get people to notice you and for me that's like social media I'm very very natural because you know I'm authentic on there but I'm always thinking about how I can reach more people how I can get people to listen to me how I can get people to see me for more than just my selfies or you know whatever it is and listen to my music just my educational background really taught me a lot about strategizing you had to dance to put yourself through college do you think just the dichotomy of that of being this pre-law student and being a, a dancer helped you mold kind of the duality of images you could be uh, all glammed up but there's this doubt that glamour especially in women is intelligent yeah there's definitely duality as you're saying that I get so many memories of coming home at 3 a.m having to go to bed and then go to like my 8 a.m classes the next day and there's been a few times where I've had to work extra hard or try to get extra credit with my professors without explaining like oh I'm up until 3 a.m because I'm a stripper at night <laughs> so there's definitely duality and there's duality with both in a college setting people aren't gonna think you're as capable sometimes if they know you're dancing and then if you're dancing people tend to assume that you aren't intelligent. What song do you think most embodies then your confidence and just saying like listen I could dance I could take pre pre-med pre-law pre-everything <laughs> I could do it all. I think what feels like the most confident in EP is definitely Bandana. The message, it's very self-assured. And although the context is about kind of being a little bit shady towards an ex or whatever it is, the message is so self-assured because we made sure when we were writing it that we're not talking badly about this other girl, that we're not looking down on her, that we're not making digs at her. We're just saying, you know, I notice how you are regardless of this girl. And I think that message of self-assuredness and not needing to put down other women just sounds like confidence. I watch reality TV because I think I'm a psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's it's just crazy to see how women hate on women when a guy hurts them. Yeah. And I think that that's confidence, attacking the guy who hurt you. Yeah, and it, it was kind of like a turning point for me because being able to envelop myself in the song and the message of the song made me start to think, okay, stop worrying about this other girl. Your issue is with him. It has nothing to do with this other girl. So really getting into that song actually changed a lot for me because, you know, I think it's natural for us as women because of the society we're brought up in, we tend to compare ourselves to other girls so much. And and we can really destroy ourselves doing that. I know that you were a Starbucks barista. <laughs> so if you could pick one drink from the Starbucks menu that embodies your personality, which one would it be and why? Oh my gosh, I already have an answer for that. This is like what I get whenever I go to Starbucks. I get a caramel latte, grande, with almond milk. And I get the espresso shot short. And I get extra foam. So it's super complicated. But that's because I'm an ex-barista. <laughs> <laughs> 
What, what would you say? You're foamy because you're soft at heart. You're caramelly because your mind syrups with brilliance. <laughs> what would you say? Like, what aspects of that would you associate to your personality? Yeah, the, the caramel is just very, like, it's very warm. And I've learned about myself more recently in this past year that there is such a softness inside of me that I never knew until I really started creating with music. I think, like, the caramel definitely represents that and the hot of the drink and the comfort of it. It's definitely my energy. Would you say the espresso embodies your need to go? Definitely and the strength like so but don't get too distracted by the soft because the strength is still there. <laughs> yeah the espresso is gonna wake you up sir don't yeah. forget that. <laughs> Exactly. This next question might be a little silly, but I am curious, going along those lines, when you think of love, because you have two fruits in your album, you have cherry and grapefruit. Which one do you think most symbolizes love? A cherry or a grapefruit? It's hard because grapefruits are so, like, bitter sweet. But cherries also have a little bit of bitterness to them, too. But I think there's a sweetness about cherry that feels innocent. I think that's what love feels like to me. My answer was I would think cherries are when you fall in love, the beginning of a relationship. Like it's all sweet, everything is perfect, he's perfect, you're perfect. And then grapefruit is when you get serious and then things start oh, turning okay. bittersweet and you have to like add sugar to the grapefruit oh, to make sure. Totally. Like, so perfect, yeah. I never can choose. I'll be like you. Like, give me the caramel macchiato and then the espresso shot with the foam. I need both. I need both. That's I, very true. If music was like your lover, then how would you define the relationship and what he gives you that fulfills you? I think just the encouragement to find who I am, even outside of music. It gives me resources and the ability to tap into who I really am. And I think when it comes to looking for someone now at this point in my life, you know, they don't have to help me. I can do it on my own, but you can't be able to stop me from finding myself. If I were to think about it with music, that's definitely what it would be. 